Hello, and welcome to Lifetimes of Learning, a production at the Buddhist Discussion Centre Australia. In our podcast series, we will be discussing the teachings and principles of Buddha Dharma, which is just as relevant today as they were 2,600 years ago. In this podcast, we will cover a teaching written by the Buddhist Discussion Centre Australia called What is Buddha Dharma? Wherever you are, we invite you to bring your mind inside and listen to the teachings of the Buddha. What is Buddha Dharma? Buddha Dharma is a system of living taught by the Buddha Shakyamuni. Buddha Dharma is a system that can help one come out of suffering when practiced and realized each for himself or herself. It stops the cycle of birth. One can become fully enlightened and thus come no more to birth, avoiding old age, sickness and death. The Buddha was born about 2,500 years ago in a place called Lumbini in ancient India as prince to the Shakya clan. He was known as Siddhartha. His father the king wished Siddhartha to become king. Siddhartha grew into a fine prince, learning all the skills of a prince and excelled in all of them. The king made sure that no imperfect situation arose that would upset Siddhartha and take his mind away from concentrating on to being a king. The king ordered that all sick persons or old persons and dying or dead persons were never to come into the sight of his son. This perfect unnatural life was soon broken when Siddhartha saw an old person, a sick person and a dead body during his visit into the city outside the castle walls. These visions of other states of human life developed in Siddhartha a yearning for the knowledge of why is it so. After telling his wife, Princess Yoshodara, Siddhartha left his family, his father, his wife, his son and all his royal wealth in search for the truth. Siddhartha could not believe that one day he too would be afflicted with sickness, old age and death and so would his loved ones, that he would be separated through death from his wife and child who he loved very much. He wished to find out why there is suffering in life, why there is old age, sickness and death. He wished to find a way to help his loved ones, ones and all beings understand the suffering and to find an answer to it. After six years of practicing as an ascetic, a holy man, Siddhartha had not discovered what he was looking for. This practice involved renunciation of all worldly pleasures, refraining from taking food, water, bathing, cutting hair, speaking. This was the practice used by the holy men of the day in search for spiritual truth. One day, a music teacher was teaching his student how to play a string instrument. Siddhartha heard the teacher say, If you wind the string too tight, it will break, and if you have the string too loose, there will be no music. On hearing these words, 
Siddhartha came to the realization of the middle way of life. It must be neither strict, and nor undisciplined. The Buddha Dharma is called the middle way. Siddhartha then decided to sit under the Buddha tree to find out once and for all about the world. He sat under the Buddha tree for six days. On the full moon day of the fifth lunar month, Siddhartha came to enlightenment. During this time, he came to realize the nature of all things, the nature of existence, how to come into being, and how to stop coming into existence. From this day on, he was called the Buddha. The Buddha said that each person can find out all the things that he had found out for themselves. He recommended that a person finds out for themselves that this is the only way to wake by seeing for yourself. He taught the method of what he had done so others could follow in his footsteps and come to understand about the nature of the world. Through practicing samatha bhavana, one-pointed concentration, and the the pasana bhavana, inside meditation, one can see for himself or herself. So Buddha Dharma is a system of practice that can lead one to enlightenment, realizing the nature of all things. Buddha Dharma is a system that gets one out of suffering, stops the cycle of birth, one can no more come to birth, thus avoid old age, sickness and death. The Buddha found that beings are forever being born, getting sick, old and dying. That beings are always in the cycle of birth and death. That beings take birth in the six planes of existence. Human, heavenly, how, hungry ghost, azura and animal. He found that this cycle was fueled by craving, the desire for being. The Buddha taught the law of dependent arising. As a structural principle, it is to be understood in the Four Noble Truth, the summary of the teaching of the Buddha. The Dharma Chakapavathana Sutta, the Buddha's teaching on the Four Noble Truth, is considered to be the first sermon the Buddha gave after his enlightenment. The Four Noble Truths are The Noble Truth of Sorrow Life is Suffering The Noble Truth of the Arising of Sorrow The Noble Truth of the Cessation of Sorrow The Noble Truth of the Path which leads to the Cessation of Sorrow Truth, Sacha in Pali language is that which is. The Buddha taught that there are four such truths. The first truth deals with dukkha, suffering or sorrow. As a feeling, dukkha means that which is difficult to be endured. The truth of sorrow shows us that birth is sorrow, old age is sorrow, sickness is sorrow, death is sorrow, grief Lamentation, pain, misery, and despair are sorrow. Association with the loathsome is sorrow. Separation from the loved is sorrow. Not to get what one wants is sorrow. In short, the five taken up aggregates are sorrow. Venerable Ajahn Sumedho encourages us to understand dukkha, 
to really look at, understand, and accept your suffering. Try to understand it when you are feeling physical pain or despair and anguish or hatred or aversion. Whatever form it takes, whatever quality it has, whether it is extreme or slight, this teaching does not mean that to get enlightened you have to be utterly and totally miserable. You do not have to have everything taken away from you or be tortured on the rack. It means being able to look at suffering, even if it is just a mild feeling of discontent, and understand it. Ajahn Sumedho explains that there are three aspects to understanding that three there is suffering. The first insight is to see that there is suffering, not to just say that I'm suffering or I meditate and go on retreats to get out of suffering, but I'm still suffering and don't want to suffer. When we say there is suffering, We are looking from a reflective position rather than owning the suffering and saying that it is mine. The insight is simply the acknowledgement that there is the suffering without making it personal. The second insight of the first noble truth is suffering should be understood. The second aspect is that suffering or dukkha in Pali language is something to understand. One should understand suffering, not just trying to get rid of it. The third aspect of suffering is suffering having been understood. When you have actually practiced with suffering, looking at it, accepting it, knowing it, and letting it be the way it is, then there is the third aspect. Suffering has been understood. Narada Thera answers, What is this noble truth of suffering? Birth is suffering. Old age is suffering. Disease is suffering. Death is suffering. To be united with the unpleasant is suffering. Not to receive what one craves for is suffering. In brief, the five aggregates are suffering. The cause of human suffering can be found in the thirsts of the physical body and in the illusion of worldly passion. If these thirsts and illusions are traced to their source, they're found to be rooted in the intense desires of physical instincts. Desire, having a strong will to live as its basis, seeking seeks that which, is, which it feels desirable even if it is sometimes death. This is called the truth of the cause of suffering. Ajahn Sumedho explains the second noble truth is also examined from three aspects. There is the origin of suffering, which is the attachment to desire. Desire should be let go of. Desire has been let go of. The second noble truth states that there is an origin of suffering, and that the origin and that the origin of suffering is attachment to the three kinds of desire desire for sense pleasure kama tanha in pali language desire to become bhava tanha in pali language and desire to get rid of the bhava tanha Desire for sense pleasure is wanting sense pleasures through the body or the other senses 
and always wanting things to excite or please your senses. For example, when you are eating, if you're hungry and the food tastes delicious, you can be aware of wanting to take another bite. Desire for wanting to become something can be seen in the realm of ambition and attainment. The desire to become. We get caught in striving to become happy, seeking to become wealthy, or wanting to become something other than what you are right now. When we get disillusioned with trying to become something, then there's the desire to get rid of things. I want to get rid of my suffering. I want to get rid of my anger. We are not taking a stand against the desire to get rid of things, nor are we encouraging that desire. Instead, we are reflecting. It's like this. It feels like this to want to get rid of something. The second insight into the second noble truth is: desire should be let go of. This insight is about recognizing desire without identifying with it in any way. The third insight is desire has been let go. When you have let go of desire, you no longer judge or try to get rid of. You recognize that it's just the way it is. Through the practice of letting go, we realize that there is the origin of suffering, which is the attachment to desire. And we realize that we should let go of these three kinds of desire. Then we realize that we have let go of these desires. There is no longer any attachment to them. If desire, which lies at the root of all human passion, can be removed, then passion will die out, and all human suffering will be ended. This is called the truth of the cessation of suffering. In order to enter into a state where there is no desire and no suffering, one must follow a certain path. The cause of this desire is craving or attachment, tanha, which is the second noble truth. The truth of the arising of sorrow is the craving which leads to renewal of being, accompanied by delight and passion, finding delight in various things. That is to say, craving for pleasure, craving for being, craving for non-being. The truth of the cessation of sorrow is the remainderless dispassion cessation, giving up, relinquishment, abandonment, and release from that the same suffering. Ajahn Sumedho explained that the whole aim of the Buddha's teaching is to develop. The reflective mind, in order to let go of delusions, the Four Noble Truths is a teaching about letting go by investigating or contemplating why is it like this, without forming an opinion about whether these are good, bad, useful, or useless. We reflect as we see suffering, as we see the nature of desire, as we recognize that attachment to desire is suffering. Then we have the insight of allowing desire to go, and the realization of non-suffering, the cessation of suffering. These insights can only come through reflection; they cannot come through belief. Cessation is the natural ending of any condition that has a reason. 
It is not something that we create in the mind, but it is the end of that which began. Therefore, cessation is not a self. It does not come about from a sense of I have to get rid of things. But when we allow that which has arisen to cease to do that, one has to abandon craving, let it go. Then, when it has ceased, you experience cessation, emptiness, non-attachment. The truth of the path leading to the cessation of sorrow is a noble eightfold path. That is to say, right view, right thought, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, and right concentration. To start to live by that noble eightfold path, one ought to develop the ten bases for meritorious action. The ten bases for meritorious actions in Pali language, dasa punya kiriya vatu, are the key practices enunciated by the Buddha for us to practice as a group. They are number one, dana. Giving. In Pali language, dana maya punya kiriya vatu. Number two, sila, morality. In Pali language, sila maya punya kiriya vatu. Number three, bhavana, meditation to arise the skillful states of the mind conducive to liberation. In Pali language, Bhavana Maya Punya Kiriya Vatu. Number four, Apachara Chayana Apachayana. Reverence to the Triple Gem, one's parents, teachers, elders, and so on. In Pali language, Apachiti Sanghagata Punya Kiriya Vatu. Number five, Mayavacha. Service to the Triple Gem, one's parents, teachers, elders, and so on. In Pali language, Vyavacha Sahagata Punya Kiriya Vatu. Number six, Patidana, sharing of merits. In Pali language, Patana Padana Punya Kiriya Vatu. Number seven, Patanumodana, sharing in others' merits. In Pali language, Apanumodana, Punya Kiriya Vatu. Number eight, Dharma Savana, listening to Dharma. In Pali language, Savana Maya Punya Kiriya Vatu. Number nine, Dhamma Dasana, teaching the Dharma. Dasana Maya Punya Kiriya Vatu. Number 10. Ditti Jukama. Rectification of one's view. Correcting one's own wrong views. In Pali language, Ditti Jukama Punya Kiriya Vatu. When you understand what Buddha Dharma is and you wish to know more about it and how to practice Buddha Dharma, you must generate merit through wholesome actions, which is good deeds, to fuel your continued learning and realization. 
It is by realization of the Four Noble Truths that you can follow the path taught by the Buddha to become awakened. The method followed by our founder, John David Hughes, is to do just this. To generate opportunities for persons to make merit in order to realize the Four Noble Truths. Our center operates on this 10 basis for meritorious actions. You're most welcome to come and participate in our merit-making activities. We would like to quote here from the book by Anatta, as it is, where the author quotes from the poem by Sir Edwin Arnold about the life and teachings of the Buddha. The first truth is of sorrow. Be not mocked. Life which ye prize is long drawn agony. Only its pain abide. Its pleasure are as birds which light and fly. Ache of the birth. Ache of the helpless days. Ache of the chill grey years and choking death. This fuel your piteous time. Sweet is fond love. But funeral flames must kiss. The breast which pillow and the lips which cling, gallant is warlike might, but vultures pick the joints of chief and king. Beauteous is earth, but all its forest broods, plot mutual slaughter, hungering to live, of sapphire are the skies, but when men cry, famished, no drops they give. Ask of the sick, the mourners, ask of him. Who tottereth on his staff, lone and forlorn, like the life, this say the babe is wise, that weepeth being born. As the author, Hanata, comments at the end of this poem, this appears to be a very gloomy picture, but that is not all there it is to. It is merely a diagnosis of the condition of life as lived by most of us. The first step is to know, understand and realize the vulnerable truth. See life as it really is. When one understands this, the wish to find a way to be happy whether in living or in dying is generated. May you understand the first noble truth. There's suffering. May you know the cause of suffering. May you realize there's a way out of suffering. May you follow the eightfold path that is the way out of suffering. May you practice the ten bases for meritorious action. This script was written and edited by the Buddha Hour radio team. Evelyn Hawes, Anita Hughes, Lisa Nelson, Julie O'Donnell and Penny White. May you be well and happy. This concludes the teaching of What is Buddha Dharma? Thank you for listening to our Lifetimes of Learning podcast. To listen to our other recordings, please go to our website www.bdcu.org.au and click on Dharma Teachings. Or you can go to our online World Buddhist Radio station from our website by clicking on Buddhist Radio. May you be well and happy. May all beings be well and happy.